On this Christmas day, our scripture comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the sisters and brothers in Philippi, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in, the very, in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, your entrance into our world makes this day holy. Like the Magi, we bow and worship you. Like the shepherds, we spread the word. Give us a sign of your presence in each home this Christmas day. Amen. Author J.R.R. Tolkien was a devoted follower of Jesus. So we aren't surprised to find in his writing echoes of the gospel. And one of them is a line spoken by an elfin princess named Arwen. In The Lord of the Rings, uh, elves are immortal. But in Arwen's family, the bloodline is part elf, part human. So she can choose uh, whether to be mortal or immortal. It was assumed that she would choose to be immortal as her father had. But her beloved Aragorn is human. She decides she would rather live with him for a limited time than without him forever. In the movie, Arwen says to Aragorn, I choose a mortal life. I hear in her words an echo of Christmas. Scripture reveals that God is one and three. The one God exists eternally as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. At Christmas, we remember that God the Son said, I choose a mortal life. He met us on our earthly turf. He took on our human flesh. We have a word for that, incarnation. It means in the flesh. At Christmas, we celebrate the incarnation God the Son come to us in the flesh. The Son became a child born of a mother. He was not a superman. His body could bruise and bleed. The ancient church came to realize that Jesus was fully God and fully human, both at the same time. When he became human, he did not stop being God. But hear this. In becoming human, the Son set aside the privileges of His divine nature. Did you know that? He set aside His omniscience. Jesus told His disciples that He didn't know when He would return. Only the Father knew. He set his, aside His omnipotence. Jesus did all kinds of miraculous things, but he did not do them out of his own divine nature. He did them as any of us would by the power of the Holy Spirit. He set aside his omnipresence. When Jesus was born and for the rest of his earthly life, he was confined to just one place. Scholar Ben Wetherington says, Jesus had a God button 
And he could have pushed it when he got in a difficult situation, but he refused to do so because it would have meant the end of living a truly human life with all its limitations. Jesus could have turned the stones into bread to feed himself after fasting for 40 days, but he didn't because that would have meant pressing the God button. Our scripture says of Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Can you imagine having a God button? Want to know who's going to win the chariot races tonight? Beep. Press the God button. Want to know, want to avoid the three-day walk from Capernaum to Jerusalem and just pop over instantly? <laughs> Press the God button. Need an army of angels to rescue you from the cross? Beep, press the God button. But Jesus didn't do that. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. He came as a simple, humble servant, born in a stable, far from home, Throughout his life, the Romans looked down on him, the religious looked down on him, the rich looked down on him, and he was just fine with that. He never tried to impress the uppity-ups to get their uppity-up approval. Now, you don't have a God button, but maybe you have another button. If you have more money than most, maybe you sometimes press the money button to impress people or to get your way. If you're physically stronger than most, maybe you press the strength button to impress people or to get your way. Maybe you're an expert on a certain topic. Good for you. And when others show off their ignorance, sometimes it's good to share your knowledge, but not if you're pressing the expert button to make yourself look smart. Maybe your button is to attack or clam up, or self-medicate, or try to be a social media star. None of those are the way of Jesus. I have a button. I have a pastor button. I, now, I'm not at all ashamed to be a pastor, and I'm honored to introduce myself as your pastor. But I must refrain from pressing the pastor button for my own advantage, so I can be treated with more courtesy, to be given a better seat, to get to the front of the line. Why? Because that's not Jesus' way. As his people, we do things the way he did them. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. He humbled himself. I'd like to end the message with a poem by Presbyterian pastor Kara Root. This moment, a seemingly insignificant moment, like millions of others, a child enters the world. His story yet to be written. But like every other story already written, the child will grow, learn, will know love, loss, suffering, joy. The child will become an adult, and one day, the child will die. The story of every human now God's story. 
the experience of every human, now God's experience. Unlike any moment creation and cosmos have ever witnessed, Creator crossing the barrier and entering its midst. This moment rips out the end of the human story and rewrites it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are amazed at your humility. In your incarnation, you took on our weaknesses and limitations. You chose a mortal life. Who would have imagined that? Jesus, help me to imitate your humility, to step down from privilege, to abandon superiority. May your love and power be revealed in my weakness. In your name we pray. Amen.